0: Radio on your stereo, no
1: comparison to anything,
0: this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music
1: and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo, no comparison to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order
0: And you are now tuned in to another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Men Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still, and Nerve DJs. And we got a special, extra special guest who is so fucking patient, I cannot believe it. The, the most phenomenal individual in the history of mankind, the chief soul surgeon, LJM herself. Steve. How you doing, Queen?
1: Peace, peace, peace. How you doing? How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Does it sound better?
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love your background it's so much better now. But thank you for having me I'm super excited <laughs> to be here.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I had to come to the crib. Um, uh, so I got I got a little set up at the crib. Um, I've been doing the studio because yeah, it's a long story. Anyway, okay. how you doing? How's your family?
1: I'm good. The family is cool. We are all safe. Heading home after the grocery fiasco, but it is, it is all good. Sometimes I wish I could be like my boyfriend, he's just like calm through everything. And meanwhile, I'm just standing over there, like, ah, my anxiety is going crazy. It's too many people, these online. What's happening? But you know.
0: that's the beauty of a relationship, though. A good yeah.
1: one, yeah, yeah. He's, he's literally like, I don't want to say we're complete opposites, but when it comes to like emotionally calming yeah he has he has that down a little bit better than me
0: okay all right so what when you say chief soul surgeon what do you mean
1: uh well really that's just because i have my organization called Speakeasy go hard and our purpose is to provide trauma relief to the soul right Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are out here and they are victims or not, I don't want to say victims, but survivors of gun violence. They've either lost someone to gun violence, they've either been shot, they, or they have a lived experience somehow involving gun violence. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is in today's society, we don't pay enough attention to mental health or emotions and the real healing that goes into like solidifying that trauma. Because what happens is when we don't solidify that trauma, we start making trauma-informed decisions and that means our decisions are not 100% logic. They may not be the best for us. And that's that's what we end up facing with that. So I call myself a soul surgeon because the work that I'm doing is really meant to tackle and heal the soul personally.
0: Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Um, where does it start for you? Like, when, when, did, when did you decide, I want to heal other people's souls? Because that's some difficult shit. Not only that, like... In doing that, you take on a lot of pain. Mm -hmm, mm
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can. If you don't know how to um, cleanse yourself after you do the work and release that energy, Um, I know after I finish doing the work, I normally go for a walk and release the energy back down into the earth so that it can change into transformative energy. So that's what I do. But um, to be honest, I mean, it started, BKC's been in existence now for like four years. I mean mm-hmm. that happened because I needed my own healing. Um, speakeasy came about because my best friend she ended up getting murdered due to gun violence here in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and I had never had anybody taken from me that was that close to me in such a violent in such a violent manner. You got it, or you want me to get it? Okay. In such a um, in such a violent manner, so that's really why I started I started speakeasy, I started speakeasy. So at first I started it so there could be a stage so people could be unapologetically authentic you know when you go into certain spaces it's always like oh you're too black or it's always something how yeah. they want to wash you down so that's why yeah. i originally started but then when she got killed in october i realized speak easy was a space for me to go to like heal and to release in a, in a positive way versus responding in anger
0: how'd you find out
1: um, because I got on stage, I mean.
0: <laughs> no, 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 that, that uh-huh. w- w- no. Unfortunately, when she was when she was taken from us, oh, how did you find other, out?
1: Uh, we have, it's my other best friend, Crystal. She called me, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. those phone calls always come at 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. That's just how they play out. So I had ended up getting a call from home, because I was in D.C. at the time. I had just won Miss Black America D.C. That was the other reason why Speakeasy was, um, Jumbo just because I had finished leaving the pageant world, but I mean, it kind of just played out like that.
0: Mm. Wow! So you go from from one of the biggest highs to one of the biggest lows.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. But you know, I think that's just what life is. Life is like a ebb and flow type of situation. Um It's never. I mean, I think we always think like, oh, we're going to get to this place where we just plateau out and. Everything is okay, but I don't I don't think that's necessarily realistic. I think ooh, excuse me. I think it'll always be something else that's ebbing and flowing for us to have to experience and to like deal with.
0: Yeah, life ain't shit sometimes, trust me, I know.
1: Yeah, 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 I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you on that. I agree with you.
0: So you got your bachelors from Hampton. Mhm. Masters from Georgetown. Mhm. First off, m- most people don't know like how exclusive a university Georgetown is and no disrespect to <laughs> Hampton, Hampton is dope too.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Yo, Georgetown? <laughs> you know, that's everybody's reaction when they hear that. <laughs> I, they re- I, you went to Georgetown? I like, yeah, I went to Georgetown. Yeah. I was definitely there two years, I was there.
0: So what you get your master's in?
1: Um, public Relations and Corporate Communications
0: okay and in between those two you had let me see you were a waitress correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what else did you do
1: um who told you all of this well you just did your research because I,
0: I, I don't know well, I, I i try to look people up a little bit
1: <laughs> I, I don't even remember telling you all of this
0: <laughs> you didn't tell me any of this no
1: i know that's actually i'm thinking like hold on he's
0: so wait, 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 wait. You like just, that. you just thought that you was just gonna get on. I, I wasn't gonna do no research, nothing.
1: No, I knew, but I didn't know me being a waitress was out there in the streets like that. That's crazy. Uh... Well,
0: you did. What is it? Voyage Ohio. You did an interview with them.
1: Oh yeah, I did say that didn't
0: I? Okay. You did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not uh... stalking you with no shit. <laughs> it's on your link I mean your. Uh... <laughs>
1: Tree. <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't think you would to me. I just thought you either had a really good private investigator or um, you had some. I ain't got you know. no damn budget. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, no. Um, but yeah, I ended up serving. But yeah, pull. You okay? You want your juice? Well, you okay I'm sorry <laughs> bonus artist talking to me y'all yeah, yeah, know how it happens kids um Goodbye. no so basically yeah I ended up serving two years out of Hampton and you know that happened because it's a lie going on in the world where they try to tell people I think mainly from our type of community that oh if you go to college you know you'll get a great job and you'll be good and they don't tell you the, nitty, the real nitty gritty that college is really nothing but a place to network yeah. and to try and prove to employers that you can show up somewhere consistently for four years, complete a set of tasks in a decent manner <laughs> and, and finish something. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all that's all it's really showing them. So, again, college is just another uh, what is clogged in this um, industrial complex to which we face you don't
0: regret it though do you
1: um i could have saved a whole bunch of bread if i if i didn't if I, did, if I didn't or maybe if i would have done something else you know like maybe join the peace corps go and get some like real life experience because even doing all of those college things right and mm-hmm. finding a job is still difficult i mean even in today's realm i thought getting a master's i'm like ah oh, i'll be good I'm in the money. Eh, eh. Now, people look at me like, you got a master's degree? You overqualified for this job. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> you know what? I will say in our community, we do, especially college graduates that I've seen and known, do a very poor job. If you aren't in like a sorority or a fraternity, they do a really horrible job of teaching the art of networking to high school seniors and juniors so that when they get to college they can hit the ground running and understand who you know is more important by far than what you know
1: yeah yeah i had a um it was a guest speaker that came in and told us that that was my senior year he was like it's not about what you know it's about who you know uh we we was in sports management because that was my major in with sports management and marketing he was like how many of y'all want to be sports agents raise your hand about me included, half of us raised our hand. He was like, I'm gonna tell you this now, none of y'all are gonna be sports agents. And it was like, oh, hold on, what's happening? Um, I thought I had something lined up with a sports agent out in Cali as soon as I graduated. But he was like, um, are you sure you can come out here and intern, you know, it costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. And you know, people were trying to talk me out of just hoboing it off to California, like all the other people who end up in California do. Um, That was one thing I would have definitely went and just hoboed on out to California because he would have been able to put me in the circle for me to know who Mm -hmm. I was supposed to know and potentially gain a client and just do what I needed to do for me. Um, Instead, I ended up in West Bumba somewhere working at Outback, (laughs) (laughs) trying to figure out how to get out because again, um, your network is your net worth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, All of my family members were blue collar workers. I definitely was not coming back to Cleveland to work in the factory that's what i wasn't about to do um no offense to everybody who works in the factory that's just that's just not for me
0: that's very so, really easy
1: nah um it takes a strong person just like it takes a strong person to work in the call center that ain't for me either
0: oh, i worked at a call center for like two days
1: yeah me too i think i got there for six hours and i said i had to go
0: Yo, I remember my daughter calling me once. I'm, I'm pretty sure it, she was at a call center. She called me on her lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like, Daddy, I, I want to quit. Fuck it, go ahead. Right. That's when she right was right in college. Ahead. You know, like, go ahead. Like, like you know, like, normally yeah. this ain't the way you supposed to do it, but this is a call center, sweetie. I don't really care. Yeah, that part. <laughs> that part.
1: It's okay. It's okay. So, so
0: what was the biggest lesson you learned as a waitress?
1: I think what waitressing taught me was just how to deal with people, like all different type of people, and just interacting with individuals, and not being shy. Cause um, people think waitressing is hard, but have you ever walked up to a table of people you don't know to be like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> that, yeah, and then you that, gotta be it's, like, it's you gotta be weird.
0: engaging. Every time.
1: Yeah, exactly. You have to keep that same energy because if you don't, then they're gonna mess you up on your tips. And that's the other thing people think like, oh, waitresses get paid a lot of money. Waitresses get paid a lot of money. No, we don't. We do not. Uh, waitresses make maybe two thirteen. At least when I was waitressing, that's what you got paid. I was two thirteen an hour plus tips. That was it.
0: So, are you one of those people that that, irregardless of the service, you're supposed to tip the waitress or waiter?
1: Um, no. I, I would to say that because at the end of the day, you're still supposed to do your job. You know, you're still supposed to pay attention to your tables, make sure the drinks are refilled, make sure that food is okay. It's a formula to being uh, a good server. Okay. All right.
0: So then you fast forward, you end up teaching, correct?
1: Yes. Yes, I started teaching when I was actually in Georgetown because, I, I need money. I live in D.C. It ain't cheap out here, y'all. It is not It wasn't no
0: type
1: of bread. So um, I started teaching. And then unfortunately, um, for people who don't know this, kids are addicting, <laughs> especially the little kids. They're addicting because, you know, you come in, they pull in your heartstrings, they want to give you hugs, they want to draw you pictures, and they want to give you cards. It's just, yeah, you, you become, how can I say it? You feel, I guess, purpose work with working okay. with kids, because you can see the difference that you make with them. Um, when you teach a kid something that he doesn't understand, and then you see that light go off in their eye, you can see that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how that works around that
0: time. So what grade did you teach?
1: Uh, I've taught every grade, from kindergarten up to uh, college kids. So.
0: Which one did you I've been, enjoy I've, been
1: most? Te- I've been in the teaching game for about nine years now
0: so you still teaching
1: um yeah I mean that's speak easy we have our love curriculum so we're contracted out we teach social we lead a social emotional intelligence leadership workshop basically Mm -hmm. teaching kids how to establish a sense of self and basically control their emotions
0: okay so uh,
1: I'm definitely coming to schools.
0: in controlling your emotion because it ain't just kids need to learn that it's us adults too probably more so um, what's, what's rule number one
1: breathe <laughs> breathe and step back <laughs>
0: actually I, and step back. And
1: step
0: I went back. to an anger management class a long time ago and that's pretty much what they and, and I still use that shit to this day but that's exactly yeah, what they told me yeah you, know,
1: you gotta do that I count down from 10. I count down from 10 with anything. Um, cause I get irritated quickly and I realized one of my first responses to something is anger. Right. But most of the time when you have a first response such as anger, that's because you feel out of control of the situation. You don't feel like you're in control. So when you get angry, that's you trying to regain control of the situation at hand. Right. <clears throat> um, But it's just about breathing and stepping back. Um, I mean, that happened to me the other day. Somebody sent me a text message and I read it with emotion, right? And I was like, okay, let me put this down. I went on a walk. I didn't even respond to the text message. I went on a walk and then I came back and I read the message again. And you know that message said something totally different? (laughs) Really? Than what I thought it was saying before. Mm -hmm.
0: So do you think that's nature or nurture?
1: Um, I mean, Human nature, we are emotional beings at heart. Like our first response to anything is going to be emotional. That's why, I mean, it, our brain is structured like that. It travels through the amygdala and, and it goes up to the cortex. But the thing is, is like if you experience a highly charged emotion in that moment, you undergo an amygdala hijack, where that that whole situation just sits and your it has not traveled to the cortex yet, where the logic kicks in, right? So if the logic hasn't kicked in, you're probably going to end up doing something that I may not be beneficial, you might regret or later on you might be like, yo, it wasn't it was not that serious for me to respond that way. And that's the other thing, it's about responding, not reacting.
0: So you count down to 10, you go take a walk, you come back and it's a completely different message?
1: I mean, the words are the same, but it wasn't I wasn't reading it from the defensive position I was in.
0: Okay, I got you.
1: So, I was cool with that.
0: Okay. So, at what point do you decide? You know, I want I want to I want to help my people.
1: Uh, I think I've been that way since I was born. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be the president of the United States before I realized it was a puppeteer position. But uh, yeah, I think that's just in my nature to help and to be of service. Uh, It's not really about fame for me. I don't care if nobody knows me. I'm good on that. Uh, But it's just about my impact. I'd rather make an impact in the world and leave it a better place than when I got here.
0: So how do you define a better place?
1: Um, A better place is did I activate healing spaces, right? If I activate healing spaces and people come and get healed, that means I did something to make it better. Um, That was the same thing Uh, Me and my boyfriend We went into Grafton The other day That's the jail Is it a county jail baby?
0: My brother was there I know what you're talking about
1: Oh it's a Correctional institution Right? Yeah And um, We went into Grafton And I I was teaching love In Grafton But yesterday We went in there For like a poetry slam To spit some poetry And one of the Men who had taken My love class Came up to me And he was like He was like yo starting to meditate now i was like oh for real because <laughs> uh, that's what i that's what i teach too i teach people how to like meditate you know and just like, i mean it's so simple to be honest like the stuff i teach is easy i'm not about to sit here and be like oh it's rocket science or anything like that um it can be easy to some but difficult to others mm-hmm. the whole purpose of love is just to create the space for people to take time for self and right now, in this society that we live in, we don't really take time for sales. Um, We're we doing everything. We're always plugged in. we either scrolling. We're watching. We're playing. Um, but are we really just being still and sitting with ourselves and like really asking and working through our emotions and how we feel? And sometimes that can be uncomfortable, right? Some yeah. people have done horrendous things to the point where they skip to close their eyes because they have not forgiven themselves yet for what they have done so that darkness scares them uh it's, it's, it's a lot to it but as far as the impact to answer your original question um it's just really about what can i make a difference in that moment and so i've activated healing spaces we got the data back on speakeasy um 94 of the people who attended said that speakeasy has helped them heal their trauma directly so
0: how do you forgive yourself?
1: Uh, you have to ask it. I feel like you have to ask yourself, why did you do something? Like, what, what was the reasoning? What was the logic? And what motivated you? How was your decision informed then? Was it a trauma-informed decision? Like, did you make that decision because of something else that happened to you in your past? Or did you make that decision off of right now? And when I mean trauma-informed is, let's say... You have trust issues, right? Mm-hmm. And you have trust issues because people have gone in your past and done some, some wild stuff to you, right? So yeah. all the new people that come into your life, you don't trust them. And it's like, is that based off of what this new person has done? Or is that based off of what other people have done in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you just you have to be careful with that.
0: I, I, I talked to somebody a while ago and she had a really really horrible relationship and Mm -hmm. she said that they had a trauma bond
1: yeah that can happen too
0: I had never heard that before you
1: never heard of a trauma bond
0: not until she said that no
1: yeah trauma bond that's like if my mother dies and your mother dies and we could connect I'm both over having dead mothers and that's it
0: But the problem with it is like that's that's a I don't want to say a healthy trauma bond but a normal trauma bond is it? They they had it well because most of us lose our parents.
1: Yeah, I mean, eventually. But let's say if you lost your parents when you were like seven years old in a car crash. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if stuff like that happens, or let's say um, both of y'all have been shot, or let's say you're in a broken space and you meet this person, and they're in a broken space. And- both of y'all are just yeah, like that's you know, not healthy, bump, bump the world, you get what I'm saying, but both of yeah. y'all are on that same mindset, so y'all build that bond together, nah that part isn't healthy,
0: okay, your poetry uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I wanna say I saw you do a poem on YouTube mm-hmm. and that's i wanna probably I want, huh?
1: I said that was probably pretty so it was
0: it was kind of like the burden of being beautiful,
1: yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> okay, I'd rather thing. be beautiful than ugly. You sure? Yes. I don't know about that.
0: Yes, you've never been ugly then.
1: Um, I have. I got my wisdom teeth pulled out. I look like Shrek merged with a chipmunk before.
0: Okay, that that's not uh, that's not being ugly. That's having an <laughs> ugly face.
1: Nah, that was that's that's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that was ugly. That was but, ugly.
0: You, you, you had an expectation to return to normal.
1: Um, yeah, but I also understood, I got to experience what it was like not to be me. Um, I definitely get different responses, probably solely based off of maybe the way I look, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's the way I look and my energy at the same time. Um, but even still, you know, uh, people are shallow. Uh, and on Absolutely. top of that, you know, most, most people are attracted to the phenotype, not really the genotype. So when you're dealing with a bunch of people. Okay, hold, nudges,
0: hold 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 on, back up a little bit. I'm not that smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> phenotype is like your physical appearance. <clears throat>
0: it's what you see. Okay. All right, it's my bad. Yeah, it's what you see. It's what you see. Stop. So you think That's you think gotta... that pretty people have it harder? Um, yeah, what was funny was,
1: um, you okay? Uh, what what was funny was one time I had uh, my this associate of mine, her mama broke it down to me, and she was like, you know, pretty people got got a heart. She was like, you know, us ugly people, you know, we ain't got no choice but to be with another ugly person. But as pretty people, y'all attract everything. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You you actually have a point because when I step out step outside, I attract a lot. It's, um, it's a lot of attention. I mean, but again, it's, that's been that way since I was little. I didn't understand it when I was little. Like, why is everybody staring at me? But now, I mean, now I think if I'm walking with somebody new, they'll be like, yo, all these people are staring at you. And I'll be like, oh, they were? Because <laughs> now at this point in time, and it's not trying to even sound conceited, but, I mean, it just happens that way. I feel like to be pretty, you know, you can – I read um, I read a meme one time and it said, you know, you're either an inspiration or a trigger and mm. both are medicine, right? So hmm. <clears throat> if I come across someone who is not showing themselves, then they're creating a story inside of their head about me already. Oh, she thinks she's better than me. Oh, and you know, being in Cleveland, it's a color complex of you. Oh, she's light-skinned. Like, it's like, whoa, whoa, friend i think you're great you feel know me like
0: Can i'm the not, reverse I, be opposite though do you assume what? people are thinking that
1: nah that's not an assumption i've been treated like that like outright treated like that and i don't i'm not doing anything i'm not approaching nobody in a negative way like mm. oh you thinking this or, oh you thinking that that's not at all what i'm doing um it's legit i mean i have going through jobs like that. You feel me? Where I had superiors, they'll be insecure and they'll think I'm trying to do something. They start rumors on me. And I'm like, what's happening here? That's the other thing. Being pretty, the rumor mill just runs, just runs and just runs. Like, even going to Hampton, um, I, I had got, I got into a rumor. Like, I was slut-shamed. Along with a bunch of other pretty girls, we were slut-shamed. And people started rumors talking about we had videotapes tapes out, be, trains being ran on us, all this craziness. And none of that was ever true. None of that was ever true. One girl was actually a virgin all the way through college. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, people are vicious. People are vicious. People are vicious. I can honestly say that.
0: Wow. Now, I will will say that I do believe that pretty people get cheated on more.
1: Cheated on? Why cheated on?
0: The reason I say that is because pretty people attract other pretty people. (laughs) <laughs> and the people that they tend to end up with have more options. Whereas you get two people that are just butt-ass ugly, it's not too many people that really want to be bothered with either one of them.
1: <laughs> so you saying that ugliness can be a trauma bond?
0: It can actually. I mean, you got to <laughs> think about it when like 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 if 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 you some people grow out of their ugly and and mm-hmm. mature, the ugly mm-hmm. duckling syndrome and some mm-hmm. people just ugly their whole fucking life
1: mm-hmm. well you talking about physical appearance or spirit-wise
0: physical appearance spirit-wise you know that 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 may come and go depending on what happens in your life
1: mm-hmm.
0: but just physically some people are just an a unpleasant visual aspect
1: okay continually
0: okay. but when you're in third grade and you you're you're Abnormally ugly person, they treat you like trash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that doesn't go away. Like, like when you're when you're pretty in the third grade, they may treat you like trash. But at some point, you get pulled over by a cop, and he lets you go because you're beautiful. At some point, you get a discount because you're beautiful. At some point, your beauty is also it may be a hindrance, but it's also an asset.
1: Yeah, I'm or, not saying it's not a privilege. You get what I'm saying? I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's not a privilege, but that's why it's so taboo to speak because that's what I said in my poem. No one ever talks about the opposite side effect of being yeah. pretty. You yeah. feel me? Um, yeah. You can get targeted. If somebody likes you and you don't like them, then they can target you. You yeah. can. I've been sexually harassed at work by male managers. You feel me? Um, it's just it's been again. It's been hectic. Uh, the police thing that works sometimes, but not that often. Not as often as somebody thinks. I just beat a charge. Um, so it's not. <laughs> it's not all that is cracked up to be. I think that was my whole point mm-hmm. in saying that. I mean, and the reality is too is that we should not judge people based off of their appearances. I know some pretty people who are evil and really ugly, right? Yes. I know yes. some people who um, society would not consider to be pretty. But they are one of the most beautiful, genuine souls that I know. So, again, I think, I mean, all in all, like beauty is, uh, what's that word? It starts, subjective. It's yeah, subjective. Absolutely. And it's up to the conscious level. I think it's a consciousness that denotes the beauty aspect within it. But if you're just going off of physical looks, then I don't think that's, that's a smart idea at all.
0: All right, so... You also actress? Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah. Um, how was that?
1: Um, it was cool. We, the movie The Cap just premiered. That was done, um, directed by Johnny Lump, Smooth Gotti, executive produced by Big Hess. That movie came out. That was a really good show. Um, I'm also in the Lick, which is a series being filmed here. Uh, so that was really cool. The director of that is Rick. So I think, um, I'm excited about all of this, honestly. yo, and shout uh, out to Big uh, Hef. Yeah, definitely shout out to Big Hef.
0: That guy's a legend in the city. I got a chance to interview him. and That was pretty dope.
1: Okay, yeah. He's a, he, he's, he's a great interview.
0: Yeah, he is. Oh, my God. Matter of fact, I, I think I posted a clip. I interviewed maybe a month ago. I posted a clip today. Or was it yesterday? One of the two. Mm-hmm. This is just a lot of gems dropped. Um... What is it you like about acting?
1: Um, I think I just like the overall experience. I like good writing. Um, I like seeing other people be good actors because that just motivates me to be dope. So I think that's what I like about it. But then again, that's always something, too. As a little kid, I just always wanted to aspire to be an actress.
0: Mm. Uh, there's a guy... Uh, uh, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you off air.
1: Okay.
0: I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've interviewed a couple of people, and it might might be helpful. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I try. I think You're that's okay. you know that's, that's, help? that's, that's mm-hmm. something that we need to do more of as a people.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: you know, mm-hmm. doing shit with no re, no expectation of a return.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, but those are always excuse me.
0: Okay. So hey, you, that's the time. second time now. Am I boring you?
1: No, you're not. It's not even you. It's just I, I'm i always in bed before nine. It's just, it's been a long day. I think that grocery store took me out a little bit. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's time to go in the house. That's all this is. Time to go in the
0: house. I feel you on that one. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I got to work tomorrow.
1: No, I do not.
0: You probably don't go back to work till like the week after next or something,
1: something like that, something like that.
0: Must be nice, yeah. Got to work tomorrow you okay, on
1: you okay? Woo woo woo, woo woo woo. It's okay. It's okay, baby. You good? Huh? You want to sit up here? Mm-mm. Come, come on. We ain't that far from the house. be alright. Come on, boo. Okay. All right. You bringing your picture? That's fine. Come on. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Sorry. All right. And we're back. Had to get the little one from the back seat. She
0: all right? She good?
1: Yeah, she's fine. Like I said, it's just time for us to go in the house. You You can't hear it? Yeah. So, is it connected to the car, It looks like it. (laughs) Uh-oh. You trying to say hello? No, get out the camera oh hello he says hello wave now you want to wave okay <laughs> 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 she just want to say hi okay stop it silly stop being goofy um i understand look, and you you got you know you yeah. got you, i've been there Three yards It's
0: a real thing. It's a very real thing. Oh apologies. apologies everyone. Apologies.
1: You 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 in the beginning, man. I got grandkids. <laughs> ah, that's so cool. That's so cool. This might um have not been one of the smartest ideas I've ever had. I was just really trying to console her so she wouldn't uh, stop it. So yeah. she wouldn't um <laughs> she wouldn't so she wouldn't break out crying anymore. That's really what, uh, what I was doing. I'm
0: going to give you the phone. Get back in the back. Oh, but you ain't got to make no excuses yeah. for having a life. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you trying to leave that on? There you go. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was about it. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. We want back to the back? Okay. You made your debut? All right. She good? Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She's
0: so, what's LJM and Associates?
1: Um, that is my consulting firm, so I'll do project management. I'm mostly surrounded around GDI, diversity, equity, and inclusion.: So,
0: so you into like the, the diversity like scene or not?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, really, to me, diversity is just teaching other people how to accept other cultures,
0: right?-hmm
1: uh-huh. uh, as well.: as I got a plug for you, too. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with
0: that. Well, my my people, my cousin has been doing that for the government for like decades now.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I would definitely let her have that conversation. I love talking to people who are are in the same field,
0: you know. Yeah, we (laughs) (laughs) are. It's interesting. She recommended somebody I should interview, and I'm not the biggest person on diversity, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of quite the opposite. Um, no, they was they was. But it was yeah, a funny, it, it was a wonderful conversation, happened. a good build, if you will, you know, about mm-hmm. the the benefits of diversity yeah. a, a, as mm-hmm. well as the negative aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't sound like my man is here. He ain't no copies.
1: Nah, he ain't a cop. Why
0: you say that? Because <laughs> that, it's, it's, that sound cop-ish. Like, like...
1: Nah, 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 nah,
0: get About to get me in trouble and shit. Nah, no, uh, there, no, there are no secret agents over okay. here
1: on this side. There, so there
0: are no. I'm curious, though. What made you, uh... What made you go for Miss Black America?
1: Um. It was, that was, again. It was just a new experience. Um, it was just a new experience. I didn't know. I didn't know. I had never been in a pageant before. Um. I. I guess I had told myself I would try it. You know, mm-hmm. you age out before you hit thirty. I wasn't thirty yet. So I was like, ah, oh, let me, let me just go and try this.
0: So what's next? So.
1: Um, life. Life is next. So um, I don't know, to be honest with you, right now I'm just chilling, I'm going to start school next semester because I'm getting my doctorate to become a licensed therapist Um, but right now my main mission is to make sure that my bag chasing aligns with my purpose and I don't want to have any, take any more detours to my dreams
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, that's really what I'm focused on and just being present in the moment and being and being joyful and being grateful for everything that I have, I think that's what's important, um, especially for me to maintain my peace.
0: You want to go back to school?
1: Yeah, because um, I mean, all the degrees I have they're basically taught in theory. You know, they're they're like theory <laughs> degrees. It's not something I can really apply. The, the people in my community, right? And black therapists or just therapists of color period are limited. It's like it's like a black lawyer, a good black lawyer is limited.
0: Um, I don't know. I think I think you're only as limited as you allow. Mhm. You you can define the lines when you want to. Mm-hmm
1: um you can but the thing is is like when you want to charge people's insurance so that they don't have to pay you you know it's it's just certain accolades that you need to have
0: yeah you just went black
1: oh can you hear me i'm stepping outside of my um vehicle now so oh i can hear you i just can't see you yeah just give me a second as we transition into the house sorry we doing this moving thing people welcome to real life everyone Welcome to real life. That's me whistling for my cats. It's a very real thing out here. It's about to be cold. I don't know where everybody else is, but it gets, it gets, it's, it's going get to get cold. How many cats you got? Me, ah, if I tell you the story, I'm going to be embarrassed. Um, So I started with one. Go Um, I started, I started with one and I'm right behind you. I started with one. And then that one had three kittens and with her having three kittens, you know, um, I was like, oh, all right, we're going to give them away. But of course, you know, people are like, oh, we want a cat. And then you never see them again. They don't come and get the cats.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cats is like a boring ass pet, though.
1: They're not. They're not at all. That means you never had a cat.
0: I, never, I have had a cat. It was very unenjoyable.
1: Um, I don't think you had the right, then, Because again, I don't. I've never had that experience. These these little suckers don't know how to sit still. They'll just they'll be everywhere. They'll be everywhere in this time. So they'll be Most all. Most people over either life.
0: prefer a dog or a cat. It's typically not this, not not both. You have a couple people that'll cross the boundaries, but generally speaking, you know. Different personality types enjoy a cat as opposed to a dog.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. dog person.
1: Oh, well, no. After having a cat, I wouldn't. I think I'm a cat person. Um, I definitely prefer cats to dogs, to be honest. Cats to dogs. Cats, I can see that, nice. that in you. <laughs> well, that's well, because it's self sufficient and they're low maintenance
0: animal Just getting uh-huh. ready to say that.
1: I don't have to go and, you know, do all the craziness of, oh, let me take you for a walk or, you know, I, we can just chill.
0: That is a good bonus of a cat. You know, they they can take a shit on their own, mm-hmm. do, do their own business, clean themselves. They don't really need you to do anything. But exactly. you can't, you can't be, you know, typically you can't be like, hey, come here. <laughs> they just look at you like, man, fuck you. I'm, I'm cool. I mean, I
1: whistle and my cat's come. So Yo, who
0: did that behind you?
1: Oh, that the belly pan? Yes. Um, it's this artist named Jazz W. She's down in South Carolina. That is dope. Yeah, she's down in South Carolina. I'll unpack everything, babe. If you just bring it up, is that cool? All right. Um, teamwork makes the dream work. In this house, out, you got to bring the groceries in, and I have to put them up. So. <laughs>
0: I hate, I hate
1: the groceries. <laughs> um, I hate butter. Groceries, groceries, it's um, not that bad for me. I like groceries. That means we got food. But that's also me just trying to um change the way I think about things. Because I hate doing dishes. But then I remember if I do dishes, then that means I have food.
0: So. That's a good way to think about it. I never thought about that because I, too, hate to do dishes. Dishes are yeah. really just yeah. a horrible ass chore.
1: I just don't like it, but if I have dishes, that means I ate, (laughs) and if I ate, that means I have food, and that means I'm in the right space, because I know I'm in a good spot, depending on how good the food is. If the food is nasty, I'm not on the right path, and I need to abort mission and (laughs)
0: re-strategize. Okay, and I know we ain't got much time. I'm going to let you go after this one, but I'm not originally from Cleveland. Okay, where are you from? I'm from Detroit.
1: Okay, all right. What made you come to Cleveland?
0: Uh, Long story short, I needed to change some things about my life.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So, But you came to Cleveland, I don't know, anyway.
0: Well, Cleveland is a lot slower than Detroit. Is it? It is. It is, is it
1: only slower because you don't know people?
0: No, I've been here for, for decades now. I know people. Okay. okay. It's just slower. Um, okay. But what I noticed about Cleveland is that and, and this is respectfully, mm-hmm. the attitude of black folks is completely different than that of Detroit.
1: <laughs> and um, reason, unpack that a little bit more.
0: The reason being is that in Detroit, everybody is black. Right. If you, if you get arrested, typically it's by a black person. You go okay. to court, you're, 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 your attorney is black and the prosecuting attorney is black, typically mm. speaking, and the judge okay. is black. When okay. you go to school, your teachers are generally black. Okay. At least, you know, like I'm 50. That was my experience. It was 90, 98% black when I was growing up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I got to Cleveland, that's not the case. Right. Cleveland is the east side is black, and the west side was, was everybody else. mm Okay. I had never met a person that never left their neighborhood until I moved to Cleveland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It hasn't changed much. <laughs> how do we how do we change the mentality of of our people in Cleveland?
1: Uh, well, I mean, Cleveland is a victim of redlining. Cleveland is a victim of a lot of um, systematic oppression. So it's it's difficult. It's difficult to do. I mean, you can tell that there's nothing there, Pooh. You got to use that. You can tell that just simply by how people act, how they respond to things. That's real.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that gonna, do you, do you for, foresee that changing in your lifetime?
1: I'm um, changing what exactly?
0: From that mentality into a more, uh, to a stronger position among our people.
1: Well, um, one mentalities are generational, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it starts with the kids now. Um, I feel like if the good work keeps happening, you know, like the work New Era is doing, the mm-hmm. work that Walter Patton is doing with ghetto therapy, the work that Speakeasy is doing, um, the work that Jai Catering is doing where she's teaching kids how to healthy eat, right? Um, what, Cam for, what Cam is doing, Cam Falai is doing with Renewal Cleveland where he's helping out returning citizens. Um, I think it'll happen generationally, but I think, again, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) being a uh, revolutionary, being a revolutionary, we understand revolutionary suicide. And what that means is that we know that what we're doing now, we may not benefit from it, but other people will benefit from it.
0: Love that. Um, If people want to get in contact with you, how do you go about doing that?
1: Uh, You saw the bubbles? Um, People can find me at LJM. That's E-L-J-A-Y-E-M underscore L-J-M. Please subscribe to my Patreon. That'll mean the world to me because that means I'm getting paid for my artistry. And Yeah, but I'm on Instagram mainly. I'm on Twitter too. But at that handle, you all can definitely find me.
0: Where'd the name come from?
1: (laughs) um those stands for my ancestors initials so it's my grandfather it's two of my grandfathers and my grandmother oh all But right. um, really two grandmothers and a grandfather
0: that's beautiful right there man i'm trying to think oh, oh damn <laughs> i wish I, my memory is just trash at this point but minister <laughs> Friesen says something really dope about naming his kids and the mm-hmm. power of names yeah. It just reminded me of that. Um I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh Minister of Freedom is uh I don't are you do you know Niggas Vu out of Detroit? mm They got an organization called the People's Action.
1: The only um person I know out of Detroit is Payroll Giovanni. That's about it. <laughs> I'm out here blumbling. She ain't
0: even around. payroll is dope though. Like I going to take nothing. that 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 guy is is on a whole nother level as far as mm-hmm. hustling and mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. making things happen. Shout out to him.
1: Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, on that note, um, did you, is there anything you wanna say before we wrap it up?
1: Um, I would just want to advise people to stay tuned. And what I mean by that is like tune into yourself, tune into your God for within, as well as if you pay anything. Pay attention.
0: That's really it. All right. And, you know, anybody can read the book, read a book. Not everybody can read the (laughs) room.
1: Shout out to uh,
0: Chairman Fahim. On that note, man, this has been a a privilege and an honor. Um, Mm -hmm. And, again, thank you so much for your patience. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry about the little snafu earlier.
1: Nah, you're Um, good. You're good. Thank you for being patient with me
0: in my everyday life. Yo, and if you ever need anything, hey, I'm I'm right here. I'm off Lakeshore. Hit me up. Yeah. I didn't hear shit you just said. No, no, I'm sorry. I was
1: yelling something to my boyfriend. It's all good. Oh, okay. Good.
0: Shout shout out to him for being patient and allow, allowing you hey, hi, to spend a bro. good hour. Shout out to you, bro. I just want to say thank shout you. Shout out to you,
1: bro. Yeah. For, loaning, for
0: loaning her to us for an hour. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> that was
0: very dope, man. Much, much appreciated. Yeah.
1: Man, he's a dope individual. You should interview him next,
0: whole time. But well, I
1: connect uh, you and send you yeah. his information. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, On that note, yeah. um,
0: y'all have a good one, and I'm out of here. Right. All
1: right, thank you.
0: No doubt. Thank you. Peace, everyone. Peace. Yo, um, again, my apologies. Yo, I'm not doing that shit no more. It's not going to happen again. I I, absolutely, I I can't guarantee you because life happens but i come as close as i can to guarantee you that i will not have any uh echo issues anymore Um, on that note i want to say thank you Uh, that was a very beautiful conversation and i do appreciate her taking the time the energy that it takes to not only live your life but do a whole interview while doing so that was beautiful the gem she dropped was amazing Um, Shout out to Chairman Fahim Shout out to New Area Cleveland I do appreciate you brother for the recommendation It was absolutely well worth it On that note man Y'all already know this is Jobs And you've tuned in to another episode Of Intellectually Petty Radio